You're listening to Pros Like Us, brought to you by NFL Draft Blitz. And now, without any further ado, here's Alex and Lou. That's right, gang. We are back and better than last week, we hope. Uh, we are rolling into week. What week are we rolling into, Alex? Is it 13? It is I 13. I think it's week 13. Lou. Yeah. Coming off, as we record on Tuesday uh, afternoon here, we come off a scintillating Monday night game in Minnesota, 12 to 10. Uh, I think it was the first time this season that a team has won a game without scoring a t- touchdown. Uh, there was, I, I believe, 28 previous games that, that had happened uh, where the team didn't win without scoring a touchdown. So, I, wow. Um, I guess we got a lot of different topics. We're going to hit gonna hit the Bills-Eagles game. What the hell's going on in New England? Um Kickers. Alex wants to talk about kickers. Okay, we'll talk about kickers. Uh, the Jags really have a shot at this number one seed. Yeah, we'll see. But first question right off the top, and it's, I guess, for it, especially for Bears fans, uh, for just quarterback fans, especially of that class of uh, you know uh, Trevor Lawrence at the top, Justin Fields is – is this it? I mean, he's is he done in Chicago? They're sitting there with potentially two top five picks, the number one pick more than likely because they have Carolina's pick. That's it, right? I mean, they've seen enough. I think it's over. Yeah, the, the honeymoon is over. I think they've seen enough. I don't think Fields is going to be back in Chicago. And here's the reason why. I think the head coach is going to be gone. I think the GM is going to follow him out the door. And I just, I think that he wasn't a Fields guy to begin with because he didn't draft them, right? Poles didn't draft them. But I just think Chicago is going to do a complete rebuild. Even if they keep the GM, he'll try to prove to the ownership that he wants to do it his way. That he wants to bring, you know, Caleb Williams or Drake May and then get maybe Marvin Harrison Jr., you know, as, as the number one wide receiver for that team. So I think... It's definitely over. Even though Chicago won last night and the defense looked surprisingly very good. Um, you know, they, they forced, what, like four turnovers or something like that. So, uh, but the offense is atrocious, Lou. I mean, he's ma- he makes some throws, but he doesn't do it consistently enough. Like, top quarterbacks, they are able to work through their problems. They're able to come up and make plays when it matters the most. Fields does it only every now and then, you know? Like, there's like one throw out of ten. I just think that at times, I think the Bears should just just cut him loose. Let him run with the football. He's never going to be a great passer. That's not his game. Why don't you just get him outside of the pocket and just let him run 20, 25 times a game, you know? Even if he's going to have a short span career, even if he's going to last in this league for seven or eight years, ride the horse while he's young, you know? Don't try to turn him into this pocket passer because he certainly isn't. He's thinking too much. He doesn't know how to do it, and I don't think he's ever going to become even close to what Lamar Jackson has become for the Ravens. Well, there is. He did, after from, you know trying to give the game away a, a couple times, uh, he did make that he he did make a, a nice throw to DJ Moore down the field, and they finally, you know, and I think it was more a function of uh, Minnesota's defense who inexplicably like the whole game was sending pressure where at the end, all of a sudden they were playing coverage. I don't understand what, what happens to these defensive coaches, how they just kind of go in a shell. And I, I don't get that. They were, they were successful most of the game forcing him. I think there was at least 18 throws either at or behind the line of scrimmage. I mean, that that's, amazing and and the whole thing was to try to protect fields 
But then at the end, all of a sudden they're playing coverage and, you know, DJ Moore's getting loose. And there he was. And that was the play of the game right there. Where he, and again, he was wide open in the middle of the field. But Fields made the play. 35 fumbles, I guess, in his career. I don't know if he's lost them all, but my God, you know, in the last two times he had like big carries, he lost the ball. And it's like, what the hell are we doing? Um, yeah, he just needs a new, he needs a change of scenery. I don't know if it's uh, somewhere like Atlanta. Uh, I, I, I mean, there's any number of teams. I mean, you got to look maybe teams that are a little further down the draft board that might not have a chance at Caleb Williams or Drake May. Or I don't know. If, if, do you think people are falling in love with Bo Nix? You know, six years, six years in college now, he's maybe he's kind of figured it out. I don't know. Um, you know, you got Michael Penix. I don't again, jury's still out on him. Bigger dude, lefty, doesn't really have the cannon, but kind of is he do you think he's like a bigger Tua? But I wouldn't put him along with these top two guys like Penn. No, 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 no. I'm just don't deserve other, other, to be guys in this conversation. That, other guys that have a chance in the first round. I would say top two, I think when it comes right down to it, after the whole process, we're going to be back to Drake may and Caleb Williams. And that's, you know, then the other guys get pushed down the board a little bit, but uh, Penix has got a shot. We always know that there's always a quarterback that kind of somewhere in the twenties, you know, teams trade up and they're willing to, you know, make that trade up from the early second round to the late first round. So Penix has got a shot. I'm not a big fan of Bo Nix. I know he's had, you know, terrific year out there. It just year. seems like he's been around forever. I mean, he's 100 the, the, years the, old. the COVID rules and whatever. <laughs> he is six years. I mean, I'll, I'm always reminded of that line from Analyze when Blutarski says uh, seven years of college down the drain. <laughs> now it's actually true with some of these quarterbacks. I don't know. Aiden O'Connell seemed like he was in college college for like 27 years too but uh i digress uh yeah but fields mate atlanta i mean he's a georgia guy you know maybe that that's that's a fit i don't know if they're obviously not sold on ritter when they benched him and then they have to bring him back and he won a game this week so i you know that's i don't think they're settled on him that's just kind of where they're at right now and they have to play him so i think atlanta might be a good place for for fields to go, um, hell, the Giants. I, I don't know if there's I mean, Dable. I don't think really wants to go back to Danny Dimes, but Christ, they paid him. They have to keep him now, right? Uh, Minnesota doesn't have a quarterback. Uh, would you risk keeping him in the division? Is Kevin O'Connell watching the game last night saying, yeah, I'm, I might be able to work with that? I don't know, but uh, he just got to get out of Chicago. But I think Ryan Poles remains – uh, he has made some good moves. Like you said, the defense, they've got some pieces that Josh sweat. I thought that was a stroke of genius. I mean, that wasn't, <laughs> it didn't quite land like the uh, chase Claypool trade <laughs> that seemed to be a little, uh, not so good, but this one I think is going to work sweats a player. So anyway, I just like, I look at the numbers. I just pulled it up here. The last five games that fields has played, it's been against Denver Washington, Minnesota twice, and Detroit. He has actually completed almost 67% of his passes, thrown for over a 1,000 yards, nine touchdowns, two interceptions. So, I mean, you can make a case that he has gotten better, right? Statistically. But Statistically. How, many of those, how many of those games have they won? Well, that's, that's unfair. I, I mean, that's a bad team. It, well, it really but is. Part of, but part of it is you have to, I mean, you have to be able to overcome a little bit. Not like win all the games, but win some games, right? Now, last night they were able to persevere, and I think that was more, I think, Minnesota going conservative, where at the end of the game where they're, I don't know, was it like fourth fourth and five on the plus side, but it was a really long field goal, and it was just we're in a weird situation where they try to draw them off, but it really didn't look like they were trying very hard. They take the – the delay penalty and the punter like kicks a terrible kick. I think they end up getting the ball at you know uh, beyond the twenty. 
and they end up going down the field and they, they, they get the field goal and wow. So anyway, that, enough about that game. All right. How about a really good game? <laughs> Bill's Eagles impressions, Josh Allen, you know, again, trying to be Superman and was Superman for most of the game. Uh, Jalen hurts had like an awful two and a half quarters probably, but then in the fourth quarter and, and overtime was all pro Jalen Hurts, like this is the man type thing. So just a, a lot of different things happening here where you have one team that's a number one seed and, and still, you know, question marks about them and how they're winning, but they got it done. And the Bills season, who's just, has just kind of a, this roller coaster of emotions and mess ups and whatever. And Josh Allen, they kind of, they kind of go as he goes, right? I mean, he and again, he had a pretty damn good game. Uh, um, but again, ultimately, in overtime, there's failure. I think he's 0-6 now in overtimes. Uh, they had the play at the end of the, at the end, in that first drive in overtime. Zero blitz. Gave Davis. Looks like maybe he runs the route that was called. Josh sees zero blitz and throws to the spot where he should be because it's a zero blitz and it falls harmlessly in the end zone field goal kicked. The rest is history. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, it, just, it, but it was, you know, great theater from a fan's perspective to watch, you know, kind of like the Eagles get through all their issues. You know, they, they did in the chiefs game. They did in the, I mean, in the bills game, you know, back to back and they find a way, you know, one, and even through all the mistakes and Jason Kelsey with the two penalties, it, it, you know, it, before they kicked the 59 yard field goal in crazy weather to get it into overtime. So I don't know. I, that was just a really good game to watch. What was your takeaway, you know, first off from the Bills side? Can they is this something that they can build on, or is this just another failure? And it's just this is who we are. Uh, it's definitely failure. I mean, that's that's it. Uh, there's no ifs or buts about it. I mean, you have to win these games. If you consider yourself uh, a team that is uh, a championship contender, a team that's vying for the Super Bowl this year, a team that seems to have all the pieces. Uh, I mean, you got to win games like this. I'm not saying every time, but it seems like, again, we keep saying this, they haven't recovered from that Chiefs game. They just haven't. And I, who is the next head coach of the, Chicago, of the Buffalo Bills? Just, just want to throw it out there because I don't see how Sean McDermott would be able to survive this season okay even if he gets into the playoffs somehow which is a big if at this point they're six and six okay and this is a team that has won three straight afc east divisions okay they have been the the top dog they've taken over this division from the patriots but this team expects more now okay mcdermott has built this team he has gotten it to this point, but the expectations are at an all-time high. You have to win playoff games. You have to get to the Super Bowl. And he just doesn't seem to be the coach that's going to be able to take him there. And he's all out of excuses, by the way. He's throwing everybody under the bus. Last year, it was Leslie Frazier. Okay, and he said, I'll take over the defense. And he has. Has it worked? I don't. I didn't see it. Uh, from the judging from the Eagles game, I didn't see that the defense failed time and time again. So that wasn't Josh Allen's fault. I also look at the penalties. Like constantly, they're committing these stupid penalties. You can't have like ten or twelve penalties a game and they expect to win against a team like the Eagles. And then this year, what does he do? He's like the offense is struggling. I'll fire Ken Dorsey. Uh, bring in Brady. Seems to have been working. I mean, it seems to be working right now during these first couple of weeks. But we'll see what happens the rest of the season. So he's fired both off uh, coordinators. He's gotten rid of them. 
Now it's on the coach. That's it. Josh Allen isn't going anywhere. The rest of the players aren't going anywhere. I think Stefan Diggs might be fed up with the whole situation. So I think they'll keep the players. And I think Sean McDermott is going to be out the door at the end of the season. Yeah, the Joe Brady thing. I don't, you know, I don't know. I mean, can you really say it's working? I haven't really seen anything different from them, you know, against the Jets or the Eagles game. And it was basically, hey, if Josh Allen can make plays and that's it. If Josh Allen can make plays, then the offense moves. You know, they it didn't it wasn't like all of a sudden they've committed to the run. It looked like maybe they did a little bit against the Jets, but I think that was just game conditions and just the fact that they knew that Jets were not going to score any points. Uh, but you had, you know, the Eagles on the other side who they're damn for sure going to score some points against you. So it let, it's just Josh being Josh. So I don't think that's any different either. So I do agree with you that uh, I got to believe that there's going to be a move made the other part of this is, is that you look at, you look at, even though they're out of the playoffs as it is right now, they are six and six, but the teams that are supposedly in, you know, do they really, you know, the, the Colts, seriously, you know, or do you really think they're going to hang there? The Browns, you know, with, with the mess they have at quarterback, I don't care how good the defense is. If you can't score and they prove that, this weekend against Denver. I mean, they could, that's a game that you should win. I think as well as Peyton's turned it around and is, you know, as buttoned up as they are, if you are that team, you should be able to win that game. And again, it's just, you can't really rely on this rookie that, that is now being thrown in. It's one thing if you start out with him in OTAs and everything else, and even then it's going to be difficult to throw him in now, I think is, you know, disservice to the kid, but they really don't have another shot. Now he's in the concussion protocol, you know, is it going to be PJ Walker? They've got Joe Flacco on the, on the practice squad. So you've got them. Uh, Houston, you know, they, they lose the game this past weekend. The guy misses, you know, well, he was short. It hit the crossbar. Maybe the game goes to overtime. But the hell, they lost, okay? So, you know, and, and Pittsburgh still can't score. Uh, you know, they're, they're playing against Cincinnati without Joe Burrow, and they put up 16 points. A lot of yards, you know, so that's a little bit, you know, a little bit of a change there. Friermuth, you know, getting him more involved. You know, Najee looked like Najee again. So... Buffalo can they can vary. I think they're definitely going to be in the playoffs. Does that, you know, enough for the owner to say, well, you know, he got him to the playoffs? No, because the expectation for them is we want to be the number one seed. We want to win our division, all that. They're probably not going to win the division. I'm sure they do get in. The thing is, with Josh Allen, if they get hot, they could certainly get to the championship game. No question. They're, they're every bit as talented as any of those teams I just mentioned, and maybe some of the division winners. So it's going to be tough for that for that owner if they do make a playoff run to come back and say, uh, you know, McDermott, you're out, even though he probably should because he's probably gotten them as far as there as he can take them the way he's constructed this thing. I'm looking at the schedule. I, I love to look at the schedule. And – they have a bye week, and then they come back, and they're going to play at Kansas City. That's a tough one. And then they've got Dallas the following yeah, week yes, at tough home. Games. Those are two straight tough games. They've got the Chargers in New England. That's going to be easier. they got to go to Miami, they, too, don't they? And then they finish at Miami. So what are you saying? Two and three? Is two and three going to get you into the playoffs? Hell no. So I think eight and nine... He's not going to get the Bills in there. And I'm just, I'm saying out there because Miami is going to be fighting. I mean, obviously they want to secure, you know, and get in there, get a higher seed. So uh, the Buffalo is definitely a dangerous team if they get in. It's not the team that I would want to play. Definitely. And they're going to be desperate. They've had everything against them. But I just don't think they're going to get in. I mean, what are they? They have to beat Kansas City. They have to go four and one over the next five weeks after their bye week. I don't think that's happening based on what I've seen. They're too inconsistent. They look like a Super Bowl 
They look like they're capable of winning the Super Bowl some weeks, and they've looked like that. But there are other times they're like, yay, they can't win these close games. They can't close it out, whether it's in the fourth quarter or whether it's getting into overtime. It's just, for me, like Kansas City and Dallas, those are brutal games. Brutal. Absolutely they are. And But the thing is, they are good enough to win all those games, right? But just the way they play and as inconsistent as they are, I mean, outside of New England, they could certainly lose them all. So <laughs> that's just that's just it with the Bills. I mean, it's like, you know, it's like all or nothing. And it's just, uh, you know, for a fan, that's got to be very difficult to watch knowing where they've been or how close they've come that you have that feeling that they are this championship caliber team, but they really haven't, you know, close the deal like you said Alex I mean that's the nail right on the head is is you got to close you got to finish every coach preaches it but they you know for one reason or other like you said wide receiver sees sees the defense one way quarterback the other next thing you know you're kicking a field goal and then you lose the game and on it and then it was almost like a deja vu in the in the the Chiefs against uh the Eagles it was almost the same thing where the defense kind of, you know, are around the same spot in the field on, on the field, the defense comes, what seems like an all out pressure and hurts kind of like quarterback draw against the chiefs is on the right side against the bills is on the left side. He just kind of breaks the line of scrimmage and then there's nobody home and we win. So that I, again, I kind of, it's kind of flashback as I was watching the game. All right, so the Patriots, we, we, it's a, it's just an unmitigated mess. You at the the situation would call if it was any other coach that this guy is gone. We need a GM. This this whole thing is just an abject failure. We had our two runs, you know, with the same coach, uh, with the same quarterback. We don't have the quarterback anymore. He's nearly 50 years old. The coach is, you know, well into his 70s. What are we doing? You know, if this, you know, you got Kraft is an older guy, but his kid is going to, you know, he's going to own the team. We got to start thinking about the future here. I mean, we're trying to kind of kind of patch this old car together and it's like you know this is leaking that's the, the wheels are shot the brakes are i mean it's, there's just nothing that you can point to at this vehicle that says yeah let's yeah i think we can i think we can make it work it just it's just ugly and then this game in the meadowlands i mean i could you imagine having paid to go there and sit there and watch that garbage i mean 10 to 7 against the Giants. God bless Tommy DeVito and the Italian quarterback in trying to resurrect that. And I'm all about that. You know that, Alex. But come on, man. And then they miss a field goal to send it to overtime. Belichick, I can't believe he can make it through this season without his head exploding. This is just awful. Where should he be coaching in 2024? Considering oh, the openings know. that you you and I are assuming will be there. I'm saying the Chargers, okay? I think San Diego with Justin Herbert would be a good spot for him. I think that would be a, a dream destination for Bill Belichick. Because I don't see him retiring, okay? If he's let go by the Patriots, and I'm not going to say if, he's going to be... He's going to be gone at the end of this year, okay? Uh, Regardless of that. Because they will say, Bill, we want you to relinquish your GM position and just be coaching. I don't think he's going to handle that too well, okay? I think he's going to say whether it's... Maybe maybe his dream job, but I think to be the head coach at the Naval Academy. All due respect to the guy that's coaching there now. He's been there for a long time. But I think that would be like his dream. I think his father coached there. But to be the head coach there, because I guess you don't – you do recruit, but not necessarily the way you do at, you know, power five schools and going after all the five-star guys. You're going after, like, just these ultra, ultra dedicated kids that are smart as hell, not going to make mistakes. They're going to play football the right way i mean i think that would be his dream job 
Can you imagine, like, what, when Don Shula was let go by the Dolphins, can you imagine, like, Don Shula going to the college ranks? And that's why I don't see it with Bill Belichick. I mean, with well, Shula, respect, I think, was more, was more of a retirement. I don't know that he wanted to coach anymore, especially somewhere else. You know, I mean, he had a huge career with the Colts and then a huge career with with the Dolphins. I think Belichick's just cut a little bit different. He's going to coach until he dies. It's over with the Patriots. I mean, yeah, uh, oh, it has to be. It has to be. It has to be. And you know what puzzles me the most? He's always had the he's always run that organization kind of like CIA it's always been secretive. It's yeah. always been, you know, hush hush. I'm not going to tell you anything. I'm I'm the we smartest guy. We still don't know what how much he gets paid. <laughs> I mean, but, we think we think it's at the top. You know, I think Peyton makes like 18 million. I think he makes more than that. So is he going to go to L.A.? You know, does he seem like an L.A. type of guy to coach the Chargers? Spanos, they're not going to pay their coach that much money. Uh, so yeah, maybe it's a fit football wise, but I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't see that. I don't, they talk about Washington to some degree. I mean, to him, I think it would have to be like, like an East coast city. Uh, it would have to be you know, like a, uh, a flagship organization. I mean, it would like the giants. I mean, I'm not saying they're going to get rid of Dable, but you know, in Belichick's mind, it would have to be like the giants, Maybe the commanders. Um, I don't, you know, I don't know. I, 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 nowhere where there, there's, I think, is an opening. I mean, would he, would, would Tepper, Tepper might be the guy to do it. I mean, he gets rid of coaches. He's not afraid to write checks and he would certainly pay top of market. You know, could you see Belichick and kind of taking his program to Carolina? I mean, I can't see Bill Belichick working for Tepper, especially when another Alabama quarterback has failed so miserably over the past couple of years. Do you think? Well, I don't know. Maybe you you bring Billy, you bring Billy O with them. Billy O loves him some Bryce Young, coached him for a couple of years at Alabama. If if they don't hire Belichick, maybe Bill O'Brien is the next coach in Carolina. But can you imagine like? saying that the Giants are a fit? Would you want to coach Daniel Jones? Or would you want to go to well, no, Washington no, 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 no. Not, and, and you know, about coach Sam Howell? I mean, I would I much I, rather... I don't, I don't think he looks at it that way. He looks at it, you know, just it, it's the Giants. And it's this is like a flagship NFL organization as, you know, the, the commanders, Redskins, football team, whatever you want to call them. You know, that he sees that as a, a historical place. It has nothing to do with the roster. I don't think he even looks at it that way. After his mind, he's going to so get anybody to play. Over the last two years, he has lost so many football games. Are you yeah. telling me he's going to go to a place and continue to lose? Continue to, to put that legacy... And you believe, are, yeah, but people, you'd have to believe that in his mind, he thinks that losing is going to continue. I think in his mind, wherever he goes, it's going to turn around. Of course, That's it's going to continue. Of course, it's going to continue because you still need to have the right players. You don't have another Tom Brady coming into that right. door. It was just a perfect combination. I mean, we all know no, that. And that Tom Brady and Bill Belichick right. was and just that's about any perfect duo. I think yeah, if he goes that, to the Chargers, he's never going to, he's never going to get back to that. Uh, but sp- are they, are they going to cough up that kind of cash? I, they never have. They I don't always, think money, seems, listening to you, I don't think money is always, a problem for Bill Belichick. I don't think money is going to be the, the overriding well, <laughs> factor. In well, this he's case. not going to, he's not going to take a below market deal i don't know no, he's he, not gonna go there for three million but they're not gonna give him three million they're still gonna give him a nice size salary i i just don't think he's gonna get as much as he makes with the patriots no but I would no much, no but i would much rather go to a place where i think i can win where i can right. prove to oh, people well, hey yeah, ab- absolutely but to again to, this is just my opinion i just think he think that he would he's gonna go somewhere Again, one of these established places, one of these big name, you know, kind of flagship uh, franchises, 
unless unless all these hotshot young guys see what's happening with Tepper and all these other coaches and say, well, I can, you know, if I get one of these other jobs, I'm still going to make money, but I'm going to have a chance to win. I'm not going to have this, you know, maybe a meddling owner, you know, over my shoulder. Frank Reich looked like he aged about 30 years in the last 10 weeks. He never looked excited. All his press conference looked like, you know, like he was like like a kidnap victim, like he was like being forced to say things he didn't want to say. Uh, it's still the jury's still out whether, you know, he wanted Bryce Young or wanted C.J. Stratton. And again, I don't think that makes a difference, but they gave up so much to get Young now. They don't have a lot of draft capital. You've got this owner that just kind of, you know, goes by the seat of his pants with these coaches and you're like, what the hell? man that's going to be a tough one so maybe maybe that is a belichick fit that that's like okay fine nobody else wants this i'll take this team and i'll show them i don't know bill belichick personally but what i do know is is winning is the most important thing to him and that's how any head coach thinks in the league okay right now people are questioning whether he can win without brady if he goes to the Giants in Washington and finishes with a nine and eight record, eight and nine record, it's not going to be good enough. Okay, he wants to get back into the playoffs. He wants to win some playoff games. He wants to get back to the Super Bowl. I just think you have to go to a place where you have a quarterback, where you have a shot to win some of these games, where you can shut some of these people up who say Bill Belichick can't win without Tom Brady. That's all I'm saying because Brady won without Belichick. That's I think knowing yeah. Bill's big ego, that's what he wants to show people. I think he wants to get out of New England as quickly as he can because he's sick of this zappy Mac Jones situation. But the one thing, <laughs> the one thing, the one thing well, that really well, don't they? Well, they'll be sitting there. They're gonna ha- they're gonna have a very high pick. So they, they could have a shot. He's not gonna these, get it right. He's dudes. not gonna get it right, Lou. I mean, who cares? He's he's not gonna. Do you think? Like I, and I, I think we've talked about this before, but you gotta believe that Kraft has got to make some change, even if he doesn't fire him. Don't you think he said, "Okay, Bill, we want to stick with you, but we're gonna bring it. We're gonna bring in a GM." or president of, of uh, operations and we're going to have the personnel people, you know, this is, we, you know, divide church and state, you know, it's like, we're going to have, we're going to have a division here so that, you know, let them be the experts and find the players you coach them up, you know, and we'll move forward. And then Bill says, "Ah, no, I don't want to do that. That's the other thing is would he, if he de- wouldn't accept that from Kraft, would he accept that from another organization? That's a difficult question to go in and say, no, I want, you know, final say on personnel as well. That's going to be a tough one. You know, Bill Parcells used to say that if you let me cook, you, you got to let me buy the groceries, right? I don't yeah. think Bill Belichick is willing to listen to a GM and yeah. not have the best of both worlds. I think I don't he know wants full control. It, it, but I think Parcells had most of his success when there was a GM, <laughs> whether it was George George Young in, in, in New York. I mean, that's kind of where he made his bones. So he could say that, and it sounds cute, great soundbite, but you know, it's almost impossible in this day and age to stay on top of personnel and coach the team. It just, I don't. It, I don't know. I, I haven't seen anybody be able to do it very well, and or if at all. I mean. He, even Andy Reid, you know, once he had that experience in Philadelphia, he's like in Kansas City, he's like, okay, I don't want any part of it. So I don't anyway. see Bill Belichick not doing both. And I yeah. know that some other franchise is going to give him full control just because they want to win. Yeah. And he's done a lot yeah. of it. So, but the only thing yeah. that baffles me, Lou, is Mac Jones looks like garbage right now. Garbage in terms of he's well, lost he's all lost, the confidence he's lost, in the world. He's lost his confidence, right? Yeah. Why? I mean, why are you starting it. him? That, he's just—he looks broken. Right he looks broken. Well, Zapp, why Zappy's are you starting no, but him? That's the thing—is he's the best. He's the best option right now. They throw Zappy in there. It's 
it's much the same. It doesn't matter who the quarterback is right now. The, the roster's beat up. It's old. It's not athletic for the most part. And I don't care who you got a quarterback with that team. It's just going to be the same. I so, honestly change. believe, I honestly believe that Matt Jones <laughs> is a serviceable starting quarterback in this you league. But, well, but based on what I saw. He's got to go somewhere else. But based on what I saw from his Alabama days or his rookie season with the Patriots, he needs to have a good offensive line and he needs to have playmakers on the outside. Right. If he doesn't have yeah. those, he's not going to succeed. A, he's not a he's not Tom Brady. athlete. Right. He's or not Tom, Tom Brady. Brady. He's not going to be able no. to overcome that. So Nobody is, but yeah. I think Bill Belichick forgets that. Like, uh, Mac Jones had a ton of, ton of, you know, these weapons at Alabama. He had a fantastic offensive line. He didn't have to run. He, he didn't get sacked, okay? And the Patriots have failed him there. I mean, when you fail to address and you fail to, you know, not able to protect the guy who can't run or can't move... What do you expect them to do when you don't like pay Jacoby <laughs> right. Myers and get rid of Alex, him? What the hell are Alex, you doing? The, just, the horse is dead. We it's it's a rant. It, it's a rant. It's just like it, it, it's we, a rant against. We Bill all Belichick. agree. It, it's got it spiraled out of control downward in a downward way, and it's not going to change anytime soon until you know they just have to clean it up. Out. They got to they got to start from the bottom where they were at some, you know before Belichick came in, and we just got to start over. And it, but the it way just, they're going right great, now, Luke. a great a great divorce from one to the other. They'll both be refreshed. It'll be a beautiful thing. The, the, uh, so the only the thing is, Lou, the only thing is, like, I, the way it's going right now, and Mac Jones is probably going to start the, the rest of the season again because, like you said, they well, don't they have, don't have a choice. Better. I mean, even if they throw Zappy in there, and they, they might a few games, because, like I even said, leading up to this game. We so just is he going to be out the of the league <laughs> next year? Is he going to go Who? to the CFL? Mac Jones. Who? I mean, the, the way it's going right now, it looks like I Mac think in Jones the C is in the CFL, out of the league. you got to move a little bit more you only get three down so the quarterback's got to be a little bit more mobile so i don't think that's an option no he'll get another chance all these guys get a second chance maybe not as a starter maybe a chance to compete somewhere but yeah i don't yeah he's but do you remember the last time when a guy had a successful rookie season looked promising and then all of a sudden they just fell apart the only thing that I could say is Robert Griffin the third, but the only difference is he had an Injuries, injury. Yeah. Right. So I don't remember a guy not facing like, you know, a serious injury coming off of one. I don't remember a guy just falling flat on his face after he had, you know, a pretty good rookie season. I don't yeah, remember. I one. mean it's yeah, I mean, it's hard to say, I guess, you know, how do you quantify, you know, successful? Yeah, I mean, he looked at and that was the best he's looked in the NFL, no question. And like I said, because of that and because of, you know, being a first round pick, he will get another chance. But again, he's not going to be installed as a starter anywhere site, you know, just off the bat. He may get a chance to compete or he's going to have to come in as a backup. I, you know, it just it, it's very difficult for a team to say, okay, we're going to bring him in as our starter, and that's it. You know, kind of lock and load with Mac at this point. I don't, I just don't see that happening. All right. So for about, I don't know, a few hours, the Jags were the number one seed on Sunday uh, until the Chiefs played, and then it changed when the Ravens played. So they're sitting there. They're, you know, they're probably going to win that division, and I think, you know, we both had them. Uh, I had them losing that game this past weekend. You had them winning, and you know, so it, here we are. Jags at the top. You re do you believe that they can be the number one seed? I think the way that they played last year in the second half of the season, the way they're playing right now, it looks like Calvin Ridley is is getting into it. He's making a lot of you know a lot of plays out there. Evan Ingram is getting into it. You know, their offensive line has been able to protect Trevor Lawrence. I look at their schedule, and they play at Cleveland, at Tampa Bay, Carolina, and at Tennessee. The only formidable opponent is Baltimore Ravens at home. So I'm looking in Cincinnati this week, by the way. So the yeah, last they have six Cincinnati weeks, Monday night, which, you know, without Burrow, that's just 
So yeah, the only ridiculous. formidable opponent are the Ravens. Slow. I mean that that's the only game that they might lose. So they're gonna go what five and one, five and one. So I'm looking at thirteen and four. I think they're gonna get that number one seed just based on their schedule and the way they're playing, like in the second half of the season. They gotta get that running game going. But I like what I'm seeing from their defense. I like what I'm seeing from their pass rush. Josh Allen is playing really well. And Trevor Lawrence, once again, is kind of picking up head steam. So if if they don't face any injuries, if they're healthy, they've got everything. They've got the weapons. Just They have to get that running game going to, to complement Trevor Lawrence in that passing game. Yeah, I think they've got everything. You know, they're exactly who we thought they were. Now they didn't start the season that way, and that was a little bit of you know a little little consternation there, losing to Houston at home, and you know some bumps along the way. They didn't score. They didn't score a touchdown against the Chiefs uh, at home, and it's like, is this the same team? I mean, what who who are these guys? But. You know, occasionally, you know, the last few games, you know, you see them get it rolling. Now this past game, again, it came down to the end, but they made the plays and they needed to make them. Josh Allen is turning into and maybe has always been a, an elite pass rusher in the in the league. Uh, you don't hear much of him. Typically, when you hear his name, uh, it's always the other Josh Allen or the Josh Allen that plays defense. You know, it's always in relation to, uh, you know, his his namesake in, in Buffalo. But he's a pretty damn good player, and he does get to the quarterback fairly well. And Trayvon Walker, and again, he, he, he's up and down, but, you know, he, he's a little bit of a playmaker. Tyson Campbell, who missed last week and has been a little bit injured, is a really good corner. I like this team. I've liked this team, you know, and then we throw Doug Peterson in there now. I mean, if, I don't know if the Chiefs weren't my favorite team. I think this would be. Uh, but, you know, that schedule, you have to you have to look at that. And they really don't have much left. I'm looking at the Chiefs schedule, the way it's fallen. Now, I think Buffalo is really the only, I guess, tough game you would expect now they got to go to lambo on sunday and yes jordan love has played better but again you're playing basically a first year starter i don't care where the game's being played if you're you know potential number one seed in a conference you go in there and you take care of business so buffalo the following week is the you know it's probably like the last game i think i don't even know who else they play they got to play the raiders again uh, the Raiders, the Chargers. What did I say? They got Green Bay this week. They have. Do they have the Patriots? Is the Patriots on their schedule? Yeah, I don't I think know. The but Patriots and the Raiders on their are on their schedule. Like both. Oh, they play Cincinnati too. So, but again, Cincinnati without Burrow. So again, I you know it, it's hard to say. So these teams, the Ravens have a little bit of tough row. I think you know they got. I think they got to play the Steelers again. Um, I want to say I think they, they, there was one or two other opponents in there that were going to be tough. So, but yeah, I think the Jags have every, every opportunity that, that the other teams do that are currently, you know, sitting there with three losses. So, um, so after this weekend, if the chiefs win now, they're via tiebreaker, they will be the number one seed. Uh, if the others all win out and the Ravens are off, so they'll stay at nine and three, but the Chiefs have the tiebreaker because of better conference record. So we'll see. It's gonna be it's gonna be tight. As tight as it is at the bottom is just gonna be the bottom of that conference is just gonna be a free for all because you're gonna see teams changing, I think, every week because they're all so bunched in there. So that should be interesting to watch. You wanted to talk about kickers, Alex, on this show? kickers yeah i was just surprised how many Alex? yeah i was just surprised <laughs> like how many kicks how many good kickers uh, struggled during week 12 action you know even the, the well, i saw tucker i saw tucker miss then i knew you were on to something because a 44 yarder indoors and he misses it was like okay the ravens got to lose this game right but eh, they're playing the chargers so 
Yeah, just I, I was just amazed. And it wasn't like long kicks as well. I mean, there were some shorter ones out there, and kickers just weren't rising up to the challenge even the good ones you mentioned jake elliott you know ripping it and he made one to to force overtime but the rest of the guys that a lot of them seem to be automatic uh, they they struggled during week 12 and we talked about it before last season you know we talked about leaving those three points on the board not being able to to pick up an extra three or six points during your game it matters, especially down the stretch, especially in the playoffs. When games are tight, when you're not, you know, able to knock down that kick, you're going to lose the game by three or seven points, and it's going to make all the difference in the world. So, again, special teams I never, ever talked about. But the teams that win the Super Bowl, they're usually right on when it comes to, you know, making those kicks and, and having those reliable punters They can boom the ball, you know, 50 or 55 yards or or pin the ball, you know, inside the 20-yard line. So, yeah, I, I did want to touch base as far as kickers just struggling in week 12. <laughs> well, special special teams is huge. You know, Kyra Santos, he missed one early last night, and that could have factored into the game, and it certainly did because, you know, they the Bears had five scoring drives, basically, but could only muster. 12 points so that's uh yeah that's that that's a killer but especially all the way around you know the punting returning you know you constantly see these guys uh letting the ball bounce sometimes and that's the hidden yardage where if you catch it in a fair catch in the air maybe that's 10 15 20 yards sometimes that you save your team and kind of take it away from the from the other team catching it clean, not fumbling the ball deep in your own end. Uh, the punters getting, you know, knocking it inside the 10 yard line kickers making their kicks. Yeah, absolutely. Like we said, you, Amendola for Houston, who was, uh, cause Fairbairn was hurt. Again, it was a long field goal dead on, you know, doinks it. Uh, I think Fairbairn, uh, I think uh, miraculously is, is healthy because I think Amendola was released today. But again, it was a long one. But you, you, we've come to the point where uh, we look at field goals almost like free throws in basketball. You better damn well make every one of them, or you, it's going to be a big thing every single time. So, uh, MVP of the week is next. Uh, one guy that I'm going to talk about, and we were going to throw him in anyway, was uh, Dak Prescott. Um, Mike McCarthy, for all this, I'm going to change the offense. We're going to run the ball, you know, and they did up until about five weeks ago where they put the ball in Dak's hands and said, okay, let's go. And it's since then, uh, 17 TDs, over 1,600 yards. Now, again, Rams. Eagles, okay, it was the Eagles game in there. Giants, Panthers, Commanders. Okay, so we got to take that with a grain of salt. But the bottom line is, those are really good numbers, MVP like numbers. But again, they're going to hold that against him, I think, moving forward. That okay, can he do that in the big games, the ones that really that really mean something? Versus again, the Giants a couple of times, the Rams, and it's just the list that I went through. But. Uh, uh, he's been a key member of my PPR team because I was two and five. Okay. Today I'm sitting at seven and five much because Dak has kind of be, you know, come back to, and, and rolled up all these points. So I thank him for that to get me back into playoff contention. Uh, but it's just, you know, again, for all he talked about changing the way they play, they're throwing it around the yard. CD Lamb has kind of had a revelation and he looks like, you know, a top three or four receiver in the league now. But uh, I don't know. What do you think? I mean, can he carry this into big games? He did play well against the Eagles in Philadelphia. But is this something that you, you believe he can carry through into and through the playoffs? Let, let's put this into context, right? There's not a bigger... Um... Uh, a guy that hates Dak more besides Stephen A. And the, the second guy in line is Lou. So there, there are two guys 
So I'm, a glutton, so I'm a glutton for punishment. I dragged this one of my team. But I'm glad. I'm glad that he's he's helping you get back on track as far as fantasy is concerned. And obviously, you know, you're you're on a pretty good winning streak there. Five game winning doesn't, streak. Doesn't matter who you play against in fantasy. Yeah, just just give me the points, man. But you know, it, it's it's good to know. There there's you know, Lou is always some good, doubting some that good, some good has come from this, yeah. Stephen A should get Lou on his show oh so they gosh. can, you know, banter back and forth about how much they hate Dak Prescott, you know? And there's nobody hate that's him. gonna be He's there a to great defend him. Dude, okay. I just when you maybe we just put too much on his plate. You know, he he's kinda he he wasn't regarded this highly coming out, which again, he people wasn't. improve. People improve. It happens all the time. Same draft class, Jalen Hurts. He wasn't highly regarded. Now look at him. He's like a top five in the league. And Dak is close, but in the big games, and it's it's the Cowboys. And maybe it's more so that he plays for the Cowboys. And I just yeah. So uh, okay, I'll stop now. So I guess we're pointing out just <laughs> the fact that he lost against San Francisco, 42 to 10, and then obviously he he lost against Philadelphia, 28 to 23. Get I want right to see there. him. Obviously he's going to have the Philadelphia game, then he's going to be at Miami, and then there's going to be a game in Detroit at home. I think that's going to be an important game as well. So I, I want to see how Dak is going to respond here. People have, you know. A great stretch for four or five weeks. But Dak has never had a stretch for the entire season. And he's never had a stretch where he has risen to the occasion and taken the Cowboys, what, you know, Troy Aikman has done in the past, you know, by winning the big game when it mattered the most. So that's what I want to see. You know, I think it's a wait and see for me. But I do believe that Dak Prescott looks more confident, that he doesn't seem to have this chip on his shoulder at this point. He's just letting it rip. He's playing his game. The the Dallas is a very good team, just in general. He's not expected to be the main guy. I mean, that defense is kind of carrying the torch, and Dak is just not turning the ball over. But it's good to see that after last year, low, when people were questioning him, you know, he threw a lot of picks. It's good to see this year that he's kind of, you know, taking care of the football and throwing for a lot of yards and, you know, and throwing touchdowns. It, it was good to see him succeed against Washington, you know, on Thanksgiving. And we'll see what he can do against Seattle this week. But I want to see the big games, just like you. I want to see the Philadelphia game, Miami, Detroit. Those are the three that I'm going to be watching because, you know, those teams are, are playoff bound. All right. So uh, I'm assuming it's not Dak. So who's your MVP of the week? I'm going to go with another guy. I mean, I'm going to go with Jalen Hurts. He's he's getting it done, uh, Lou. I mean, you, you've mentioned him before. He's a guy that came in that wasn't heralded. You know, he was kind of run out of town in Alabama. He took over at Oklahoma, showed that, you know, he could be a very good quarterback. Philadelphia drafted him in the second round, and look where he is now. So I like the fact that he stepped up in the second half. You know, after struggling in the beginning and, you know, took over the game and, and they won it against a very good Buffalo Bills team. So I'm going to go with Jalen Hurts just based on what he did when it mattered the most. Crunch time. Second half, fourth quarter, overtime. Absolutely. Three TDs, passing, two rushing, and just made the big plays when they needed to be made. Uh, I think he, he only threw for 200 yards, but 117 of them came in the fourth and overtime combined. So, yeah, making plays when it meant the most. Mentioned Josh Allen, and he had a huge game. You know, over 300 yards passing, a couple TD passes, a couple touchdowns rushing. He rushed for 81 yards himself. So you got to I think I have to have him in the mix or at least give him some love. Kieran Williams for the Rams came back off an injury at a buck 43 rushing 61 receiving with two TDs. Um, got to give some love to the defense. Jesse Bates, who was a big free agent signing in Atlanta, had a 92 yard pick six. And he also forced a fumble in the red zone against Taysom Hill and in a close game. He took a lot of points off the board for New Orleans and put some points up for his own team. So I, I got to include him. 
But at the end of the day, another cowboy, Duran Bland, his fifth pick six of the season. He's done it in 11 games. It's now an NFL record. Uh, there was three guys that uh, previously that had four. I think it was Kenny Houston, uh, Jim Kearney of the Chiefs in the 1971 or two, I believe that was. It was, it was a long time ago. And Eric Allen of the Philadelphia Eagles. But now Deron Bland. So not, hey, he did it in 17 games. He did it in, oh, he did it in 11 games. So this is a real, real honest-to-goodness record. He picks it off, and he takes it to the house. So I'm gonna give I'm gonna go ahead and give the defender my MVP, Deron Bland, for setting an NFL record and just having a great season when everybody thought, hey, Trayvon Diggs is hurt. This is this defensive backfield is gonna struggle. Deron Bland comes in and says, Hello, hold my beer, hold my beer, Trevon. It's on me now, and he's delivered. So uh congrats to Deron Bland, MVP of the week for me. Great choice, Lou. The former Hornet, uh, he played at Sacramento State before he transferred to Fresno State for his final season because COVID canceled the FCS season, and therefore he had to transfer to an FBS school. So the former Hornet, former Bulldog, and yeah, he's. it seems like the Dallas Cowboys haven't missed a beat, even though Diggs has been you know out for most of the season. So Deron Bland just... Seems to have a knack, you know, like Dion. He yeah. intercepted the ball and you wanted to take it to the house. This kid's this kid seems to have the vision, seems to have the instincts, and every time he gets his hands on one, he wants to take it back, and he's been able to do that. The play is not over, and you don't get this kind of background on every show, ladies and gentlemen. That's right, Alex bringing it with the uh, background of Duran Bland. So, all right, so we'll go to the picks. Two and two last week. Uh, we're kind of, I don't know, treading water here. 20 and 17 for the, for the regular season. Let's see what we can do about that. Uh, this one just looks way too obvious, and typically I go the other way on these games, but I can't because the Jets are just awful and cannot score. Atlanta is actually favored at MetLife. I don't care. Atlanta minus three, I'm taking them. And this is more an anti-Jets pick than it is a, a Falcons pick. Uh, and hopefully the return of Bijan Robinson last week uh, gives Arthur Smith kind of like the heads up that everybody saw the whole season. Hey, get this guy the ball and good things are going to happen. So let's go Atlanta there. Uh, Tennessee at home is like 180 degrees from Tennessee on the road. Vrabel, I don't know what – there's some secret sauce in that in that stadium, but somehow they get it done. The Colts, who I've loved to play on, uh, and they just seem to do it with mirrors every week. But Minshew's a little a little dinged up. It looks like Jonathan Taylor might not play. Although Zach Moss has done well in his stead in, in the past, I'm going to go with Tennessee plus two at home. So let's go Titans at home. Uh, the Rams are at home, minus three and a half to the Browns. Now, evidently, the Browns uh, did not fly back to Cleveland after the game. They went straight to L.A., so you're not going to have that jet lag situation going on. But Miles Garrett came out, dinged up. He's got his arm in a harness. Uh, we mentioned earlier DTRs in the uh, – concussion protocol you know i'm sure he was looking forward to coming back to la and playing you know ucla kid but i'm gonna go with the rams here minus three and a half uh the big game we really didn't talk about it which i don't know it was somewhere on my sheet but the eagles and the niners play i alex i'm gonna have to get this after i finish my picks but the eagles are underdogs at home which i guess i understand i believe san francisco is the best team in the nfc and i have since day one um and you know that's my super bowl pick the whole thing whatever but on the road in philadelphia as favorites I don't, you got to, you got to go with the value. Somehow the Eagles find a way to win these games and you're getting three points on top of that. I love the Niners, you know, as much as it pains me to say that on the same show as Alex, but Alex, I love the Niners, but in this case, plus three, I'm going to take the Eagles. 
and then I got a bonus. The, the fifth, I don't know if I want to throw this in or not. Yeah, whatever. I'll, I'll throw it in. Jacksonville, we talked about them. They play Cincinnati at home. I don't Cincinnati being able to move the ball. I get it. Pittsburgh's got a tough defense, but they scored 10 points, and it really it was a struggle to do that. Browning just isn't it. No T. Higgins. Jamar Chase is kind of a ghost now. Uh, I'm going to take Jacksonville. I normally don't like to lay points, but uh, those are my five games. But Eagles Niners, this is this is kind of the game. And you, you talked about, you know, the Eagles. I don't know if it was actually revenge because they didn't get a ring for winning in Kansas City or anything. They did say, hey, we're able to beat this team. I get it. No problem. But a lot of chirping after the game that, you know, from whether it was Debo Samuel or any, anybody else from the Niners, hell, if Purdy doesn't get hurt, you know, we went, you know, all this other stuff. Alex, you've got the floor now. This is your game. What's going to happen? <laughs> I wish I knew. <laughs> uh, um, you know, Hassan Reddick is already talking a lot of trash, you know, Everybody all is. Way. So is and, Debo. Uh, and Debo, Debo has been saying that, hey, Bradbury, uh, Purdy is then he, here. Then he doubled down. Sure, yeah. It worries me that the Eagles are somehow not the favorites in this game when they're at home. Like I, I was really surprised like, when I saw the number. I don't really, the Eagles really have the was. best record? I mean, the they Eagles do. have the best record in the NFL. Yes, I that that's weird to me. I think it will shift, Lou. Right now, you're taking the Eagles, but I think that number plus three, is going to shift. You would think it would. I mean, come on. I mean, most sharp betters, you know, especially a team like this, getting points at home. I don't care who they're playing. You got it. You just you just do it. And a little bit behind the curtain, I'm sure a lot of you realize this. In you know the the lines makers, odds makers, whatever. They're not saying that San Francisco is three points better than Philadelphia or they think that San Francisco is going to win by three, whatever. The point spread is put out there so that an equal amount is bet on both teams, right? Because how the Las Vegas is built is the odds in their direction. So no matter what happens, if there's an equal amount bet on either team, they win 10% of the money, regardless of the result. Because when you lose, you pay a 10% premium. So if you bet a hundred bucks, if you lose, it's 110. If you win, it's a hundred. So if the house get, and again, maybe I'm talking down to a lot of people and I don't, I truly don't mean to, to, do that but i guess i'm just trying to make a point here is that it's not based on how good the teams are it's what the number they feel will get an equal amount for each team go ahead i can't i can't imagine how this number when it comes to friday or saturday doesn't get to at least even lou but yeah, i think it's, it's going to be like minus one on the eagles that, once, that's my opinion once the once the sharp money start is like coming in, I mean, typically the professional betters, if you would, this is like an automatic because, you know, they're just, they got the better record. They're at home and you're giving them points. It's just, you know, and it's not always about who the better team is or who you think the best team is. It's really a lot of times it's about that number and where you have your best chance and, bring the odds in your favor as much as you can. Now it may be minuscule, but 99 times out of a hundred, you know, you're going to see it go your way. If you do, maybe not 99, maybe 60 times out of a hundred. If you just do that every time you'll win over the long haul. I, I hope the Niners win, but they're on the road. This is going to be a tough environment in, you know, December, here in Philadelphia, my God, I, I am worried. So I, I've got, I have no idea, okay? I mean, the 49ers <laughs> look great, but the Eagles, they're winning, okay? It might not be pretty. It might, they might not get style points. They're not winning by 20 or 30 points every day, but they're winning games. And they, they do have the best record in the NFL, and you have to respect that. Jalen Hurts, I've already said this. He should be, he's the MVP right now in the NFL uh, through these, you know, 12 weeks of the season that we've had. So 
He should walk away with the hardware if we're to finish today. We'll see what he can do against the 49ers. But there are certain matchups that I don't like. Like, I don't like our secondary against their wide receivers, especially when you're looking at A.J. Brown and, the, you know, lately Devontae Smith, like the past, like, four I don't know. Weeks, sure, very, he's been on Ward that had a pretty, pretty good game against D.K. Metcalf. On Thursday, uh, he's DK he, Metcalf is overrated, Lou. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's for another show. That's for another show. And, but, he, and he doesn't have Jalen Hurts, so. All right, my pick, my lock of the week. I'm gonna. I'm drinking the Kool Aid. I think the Denver Broncos will continue this winning streak. And um, how many? They've won what? Five, six games straight. They'll continue it, Lou. Five in a this row. Yeah, six and five. Against your favorite bet, the Houston Texans. I think the Texans are going to come come down back to earth. The Broncos are on the road. The Texans, I think, are What's minus like three, three and, and a half. half. Yeah, three and so a half. So I'm yeah. taking I'm taking the Broncos on the road against the Texans. I think they get so it done. Again, you're going against Houston two weeks in a row. Nice. You well, won it, last it gave week. Me, that... Yeah, I won last week, so I decided to uh, you know clear, stay clear Double of this up. path and. And double down, double down, double up. All right, yeah. Sam, that's just that it can Purdy go in there, uh, you know, in the elements. I don't know what the. I mean, obviously, last last weekend, you know, against Buffalo, it was raining, and it was a little cooler. I mean, like the opposite corner of the state, so our our weather isn't exactly this. Even though you know we're both in in uh, Pennsylvania, we're near the lake. So right now we're kind of like under this lake uh, effect snow warning for the last couple of days. And, you know, they keep saying we're going to get 18 inches. We've probably got about two or three so far. I think we're almost out of the woods. So I don't know what the weekend holds. So I don't think that has anything to do with the weather in Philadelphia, but it's not like it's going to be, whatever 50 and sunny at uh 425 eastern time when they kick off uh on sunday but that's that's i got it the ratings for that is just going to be through the roof man you know hopefully it will uh hopefully the 49ers come out on top that that's all i'm gonna so say, alex right? is speechless even though it is the 49ers i think we've talked enough today alex playing playing through it little under the weather so thank you alex for making it through the entire show and thank you to everybody that is listening and downloading the show uh there's so many options and choices out there and voices screaming at you hopefully we don't do a lot of that we bring you a little mirth we bring you a little information and maybe some nuttiness but uh we do thank you for listening and for those of you that haven't subscribed yet please do so uh you'll get alerted to do when shows come out hopefully we make you a little money as well with the picks so for alex i'm lou till next time Peace.